Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. All right. So Wednesday nights, if you're not familiar with this format or it's been a while, or we go book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. So we happen to be in Philippians chapter 3, verse 1 tonight. And we're starting off there. This is great. And we'll see what the Lord does. Sometimes I get stuck on a verse or two for the whole service. Sometimes we get through 20 verses. So we're going to see what God does tonight. I like this. The Apostle Paul begins by saying, Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. And we're going to hang out on this verse for a minute, okay? I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith. Let me read it again. Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. You say, man, that was not a good deal. What they did to me, that mess or that situation or this tragedy or, or it was a triumph or it was good or it was not good, it was negative, it was positive. He's saying here very clearly, whatever happens, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice always. And how do you do that? We were praying before we began, and I kind of mentioned, you have, you have a will, don't you? You can choose. You can choose to rejoice or not. I will tell you right now, right now, from a place of humility, but a place of experience, sometimes it's hard to choose certain things when you're feeling a certain way. It's tough. Okay? And you know that. You've been there. So you say, man, Pastor Matt, you don't know what I've been through. Maybe not exactly, but we've all been through some stuff in this house. You've been to the point where you go, man, I don't know if I can get past this. I don't know. Man, God gave me that word for Dominican Republic, and I, I preached on it Sunday. This is not the end. Is your heart still beating in your chest? It ain't over yet then. It's not over yet. This is not the end. In fact... This is a new beginning. You say, but that, this was a mistake, that was a mistake, or this, this is arising out of that situation, and they chose this, and they hurt. This is a new beginning now. Get ready. God's going to use it. Remember, all things work together for good, Romans 8, 28, for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. So whatever happens, dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. You say, man, I can't, I can't change that. Have you heard the saying, you can't cry over spilled milk? It, it's already happened. I, I cannot get that milk and put it back in the container. How many of y'all like regular cow's milk? Raise your hand. That's good. That's good. That's probably one of the healthiest. How about almond milk? None of y'all? Almond milk. I like almond milk. Have you ever tried it, Mija? You have? Okay, I was going to say, don't knock it till you try it, but you tried it and you hated it. Okay, God bless you. Fair enough. Have you tried soy milk? Anybody like soy milk? I like it, but supposedly it messes with your hormones. But anyway, I can't blame that. I can't blame my hair on that because, anyway, long story. But who knows, right? But you, whatever kind of milk you drink, you spilled it. You cannot put it back in the bottle. You've got to go buy another one. It's a new beginning. Say, man, this is a mess. Oh, my gosh. Mom and Dad Brown talk about this. <laughs> and it's so funny. It's so true in married life. I don't know what it is. <clears throat> Think about this. Those of you who are married, you know when you make a mess, you drop something, it broke all over the floor, and then you're just mortified? 
It feels like the end of the world. You broke it. It's glass. It slid here. It slid there. You spilled this all over the floor. You dropped a potted plant. It's everywhere. And you're like, I don't know what to do. And then, well, your spouse comes and helps you because it's not that big a deal to them. It's amazing how that works. Mom and Dad Brown, they need to write a booklet about that. Oh, you're so frustrated. It happened, but you can't change it. It's done. And then your, your, your better half comes or your other half comes and helps you clean it up. It's happened to me and Jen. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I did this. And Jen shows up and starts helping me. One day, we, Jen makes homemade ice cream at home. And it's got sugar, and it's got whole milk, and it's got heavy whipping cream. And she puts Mexican vanilla in it. Nothing like Mexican vanilla, I'm going to tell you right now. To me, it even has notes of cinnamon. It's just very, Mexican vanilla just has to be one of the best flavors. It's just so unique. Well, Jen was pouring her stuff in. But she'd forgotten to take the, what happens is you got the container that it mixes in, and we keep it in the freezer. And she'd forgotten to put it in there. So she was pouring stuff in, and it was going straight through. So Camila came out to get me, my niece, and goes, Uncle Matt, help. And Jen says, help. So I came in the house, and Jen put another part on and goes, that's it. And she kept pouring, and it kept coming out. And <laughs> it's coming out, and Jen's bummed. I go, I got it, I got it, we got this, come on. Just keep the dog out of here. He's going to lick this. I don't remember where he was. So we had to clean, start cleaning this up. And then Jen goes, Camila, pray. And Camila goes, Lord, help us. Which I thought was pretty awesome. They're teaching her right, four years of age. Lord, help us. But it was funny because I can't get that, get that stuff and put it back in its original form and put it back. You know, sometimes you can, right? Some of you drop, you drop a Cheeto on the floor. It has shape. You just, just eat that thing. Some of you are germaphobes. I'm not. Whatever. It's fine. Pick it up. Get that thing up. But there's other things in liquid form. You just can't do anything about it. It's done. It's over. You just got to keep praising him. You got to rejoice in the Lord right now. No matter what happens, rejoice. Say, yeah, but those are the good old days. Don't do that. These are the good new days. Rejoice in the Lord. Whatever happens, no matter what happens, rejoice in the Lord. And I love what he goes on to say, I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith. How does rejoicing in the Lord safeguard your faith, do you think? You don't have to answer, but you can. It's a Wednesday night. Not everybody's here. Go ahead. Why, why, would, the, why would the Lord, through the Holy Spirit, speak this to the Apostle Paul? And why would he say, I never get tired of telling you these things like, rejoicing in the Lord no matter what. And what does that do to safeguard your faith? Anyone at all? Yes, ma'am. And then, and then I'll go to you. Yes, ma'am. Rejoicing, being thankful, speaking it out, changes our perspective. I'd have to agree. It does build up your faith. The guy, I trust you no matter what happens. You didn't do this to me, Lord, but here it is. You allowed it. Were you going to say something similar? Rejoicing. Yeah, that's true. Scripture says the joy of the Lord is your strength. I know, y'all, I've been there. You've been there. You said, man, I don't, I don't feel it. I, I don't think I'm going to make it. It's not the end. Hold your faith. Hold on to your faith. Remember, we... I've talked about it. I've beat a dead horse probably, but 
COVID took the wind out of lots of people's sails. We've joked about stuff. And man, 2019, I remember, I mean, I'm not even on social media like that. But people were like, this is my year, man. This is my year. And 2020 came and there was a toilet paper shortage. And they lost faith and hope. And wouldn't go to church, but would go to Home Depot. You know, all this crazy stuff. Call that a crisis. Okay, it was. Whether fabricated or not, it was a crisis. But it's amazing to me how people respond to crisis. And you should respond to crisis with rejoicing in the Lord and holding on to that faith and keep marching forward. Period. I wish I could say we have no other choice, but we, the good and bad thing is we have all kinds of other choices. But I love it that he says, I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith. Keep holding on. Keep rejoicing no matter what. Let's move on. Oh, he's hardcore here. Watch out. He says, watch out for those dogs. It doesn't sound like he's speaking of dogs in a good way. Watch out for those dogs, those people who do evil. Do you know why he used the word dogs there? I believe because if you ever dealt with a dog, they have no self-control. They don't. They're just smart enough to be bad. Naturally. They have no self-control. They'll get out in public in front of everybody and they don't care and they'll lick themselves. I've seen people doing important videos on Instagram or whatever and you can see in the background their dogs sliding across the floor getting scratching their tail feather, you know? They're like, they're all the dog, like just leave it in there. They just do what they do. I take our dog for a walk. Man, he's pretty good on a leash, but then he sees grass and he needs to use the restroom or he gets a scent and he's like. And we as dog owners have to teach them self-control. But he's referring, he said, watch out for those dogs. People who do evil, yeah, people who do evil, their self-control is out the window. This is, this is crazy. Now listen up. Those mutilators, when you mutilate something, you tear it up. Those mutilators who say you must be circumcised to be saved. I'm not going to get into this real heavy. You can look it up if you don't know. There's a mixed crowd tonight. But circumcision was part of the tradition of the Hebrews. And it's a good, healthy tradition. It's, it's supposed to be a very good health decision for babies to be circumcised, male children. But these guys, look at what they believe. Those mutilators say you must be circumcised to be saved. That's like saying, guys... Man, the only way I can be saved is to clip my ear or do something physical to myself. That's not going to save me. Let's keep going. For we who worship by the Spirit of God are the ones who are truly circumcised. And he, he talks about being circumcised in your heart. You're right with God. You're fulfilling his law through faith. We rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. Mm, we better. We put no confidence in what? Human effort. Though I could have confidence in my own effort, if anyone could, the Apostle Paul says. Now get ready. He's going to brag to prove a point here. Not that he's full of pride. He says, indeed, if others have reason for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. Right? Why? He says, I was circumcised when I was eight days old. Right off with the tradition of the Hebrews, the Jews. He's saying, they're talking about all this, confidence in the flesh. Man, I could have. If we're going to have confidence in the flesh, I'm a prime candidate. I'm a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin. A real Hebrew, if what? There ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demand the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. He did everything right according to their system. 
He said, I was so zealous. Zealous is being extra and overly passionate. He said, I was so zealous for a cause or for someone else. I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. He thought he was doing the right thing. He was coming against Jesus and his followers. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. Hmm. I once, now are you listening? Now he sums it all up. He says, see, I have all these reasons why I'm the prime candidate for doing everything right and, and having it all together as a Jew. And as a Hebrew, he says, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Without Jesus, we can't get to heaven. Without the sacrifice of Jesus, you will never truly be righteous. What is righteousness? It's being right with God. People say, well, the law makes you righteous. Well, Abraham came before the law, and Scripture says he was right with God. He was righteous because he believed God's just looking for someone who believes. That's how you get right with God, is you believe his word and you accept Jesus. He said, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless. Worthless is not worth anything because of what Christ has done. Praise God. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value. Infinite value. It's priceless. It is it's a value that we cannot cal calculate. When compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for his sake I have discarded what? Everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. Man, he's talking now. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Aren't you glad? You ever been in a season like that or seen someone in a season like that and it's all do's and don'ts? It never works out for humans. So I, I, I'm good, I'm good, I'm right with God because I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that, I do this, but I don't do that. If you love God, you'll end up doing the right thing. And you know that you're right with Him, you'll end up doing the right thing. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in what? In Christ. I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with Himself depends on on faith. Let's stop there for a moment. How do you get right with God? You believe. It all starts with, starts with believing. Scripture talks about from faith to faith. Scripture talks about several times. The righteous shall live by faith. When you're right with God, you live by faith. That's it. He said, man, I have some areas where I struggle with my faith in those certain areas. That's okay. Do you believe God can save you? Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be here on a Wednesday night if you didn't. And because you believe God can save you, you believe he can do other things as well. He can take care of your needs. And I know we have areas of weakness in our faith, all of us. We do. Some people find it easier to believe for money. Some people find it easier to believe, um, praying for someone to be saved, to receive the Holy Spirit. Other people find it easier to believe for healing. That's okay. God's working on our faith in all these aspects. But God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith and we live out our faith and walk out our faith you have to has anyone noticed that the world is failing has anyone noticed that or is it just me <laughs> it's failing the world system it works in a in a boom bust cycle that doesn't sound like god's god's plan does it everything's great everything's great recession everything's great depression Oh, man, everybody's employed. Nobody's employed. 
Oh, millions have left the workforce. Millions have joined the workforce. It's a human system and a way of doing things. And how many of you know that mankind's wisdom is very, very, very flawed and it's very limited? One translation of the book of James says, this earthly wisdom is sensual and devilish. <laughs> but God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. His whole kingdom is based on faith. Scripture says you got to believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently and faithfully trust and seek him. All right? God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. Let's keep going. I love this. He says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. This is the guy who's had all kinds of visions. He says, I really want to know Christ. Can you see the humility there? I know we know Jesus in here. But can you imagine being the Apostle Paul saying, I want to know Christ? That word in the Greek is ginosko. It sounds familiar. It's similar to the Spanish word for knowing. But to know him deeply and intimately. And experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him. Man, how many believers can say that? Sharing in his death. Wow. So that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. My goodness, he's making some big statements here. Some of you are like, man, am I at the right service? This is some crazy stuff. Let's read that verse again. Verse 11. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another I will experience the, the resurrection from the dead. And so you will if you keep living a life of faith. All right. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Hmm. Christ Jesus took possession of us to take us to a place of perfection in him eventually. You won't reach it on this planet, but you will when you're caught up to heaven. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Oh, wow. There's that word. I don't know who that was for tonight on the live stream or in this house. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Let me read that part again. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Someone say press on. Mm -hmm. Press on. You continue. You keep going. You keep moving. How I many of you know sometimes forward motion, all you can do in forward motion sometimes, you're so worn out, so beat up, been through so many things, all you can do is fall forward. Like in football. I've seen guys get hit, get hit, get hit, but they're taught. These running backs, wide receivers, who has, whoever has the football, and they're on offense, and they're moving toward the goal line, what do they do? They do their best to fall forward. Even if they're getting hit from the front and back, you turn, you spin, you lean in, you duck your shoulder, you go down and you fall forward. I press on. Someone say, I press on. I'm going to count to three and let's read this verse together. One, two, three. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Someone say, I will finish the race. <laughs> Anybody can start. Some of us are naturally great starters, and some of us are naturally not so great finishers. We've been called to finish the race. I'm telling you right now, we do not know all the wonderful things that God has planned for us in this life. 
God is revealing stuff to us. Remember, his plan is ever unfolding. It's like a carpet that you unroll it. He's not going to give you all the parts of the plan. But keep seeking him, and he'll give, he'll give you just what you need. You guys remember, remember the verse, give us this day our daily bread? Mm-hmm. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Does anyone have any questions tonight before we pray? Any questions at all? All right, go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes if you would, please. Right there at Philippians 3.14. And we'll start again soon. I need to make sure that everyone has made peace with God through Jesus and through his sacrifice tonight. Is there anyone in this house at the sound of my voice who says, Pastor Matt, if I died tonight, I, I just, I don't know where I'd go. I've never accepted Jesus as my Savior. If that's you, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you. This could be for someone on the live stream. This could be for you. And if it's not you, that's okay. We're going to pray together, though, anyway, for those joining us on the live stream. Is there anyone in this house who says, I've never accepted Jesus and made him my Lord, never made a personal confession of faith? All right. Well, good. Pray this prayer with me, if you would, for those tuning in tonight. Say, Heavenly Father, I need your sacrifice. Without you, I'm just a sinner. I cannot save myself. So I call on the name of Jesus. Lord, forgive me. Cleanse me. I believe and I confess that Jesus is Lord. And that he died and rose again for me. Save me, Father, from my sin, my past, from myself. I believe and I know that you've saved me. And I know you've called me to walk with you.